Greetings. Welcome to the Live Your Light Show with Lori from New York. And Lindy from LA. Thanks for joining us today. We have a powerful topic. Do we? I thought we thought so. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not set ourselves up. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, we were talking about music, various aspects of music and how, right, how it affects us and um, how it uh, brings up memories or they're associated with memories and all of that stuff. Well, music is, uh, has been with us since the beginning. Mankind has been using music to inspire, to soothe, to calm, to excite ourselves. It's just kind of interesting. And uh, it can be used in so many different ways. So we were talking about um, how it affected our different kinds of experiences that we've had that correlated with a certain song. One yeah. of the questions that I had, I asked uh, Lori, does she have a playlist? And I thought she had a wonderful question. Like, what is your playlist and what does that say about you? So what's your playlist, Lori, and what does it say about you? Oh, stop. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. So I went right at it. <laughs> well, you know, just to backtrack, I don't know about you, but I've gone through periods of uh, life, I, especially over the, you know, the last couple of decades, big chunks of time where I don't listen to music or not deliberately anyway, um, because either I am overwhelmed or I'm going through a, a difficult time or I'm just distracted with too many things, but have you done that where you just go oh. through periods, right? Where you're like, oh my God, I haven't listened to any music in ages. Yes. Yes. I wonder why, we, you know, I don't know about you for that reason. I mean, for, for me, it was more like if I was feeling emotionally fragile, especially, I didn't want to take a chance on hearing anything that was going to plummet yes. me further, right? Right, or, right. You sometimes you hear one song that pushes you over the edge, and so I used to avoid it altogether. And um, but recently, I Sorry. actually did develop the playlist recently, and I haven't done anything like that or even acknowledged that music was missing from my life until, you know, a year ago or so. Yeah, and I've done the same thing. And I've also like gone through periods of time where I refuse to listen to certain kinds of, of music. For instance, there was a mm -hmm. time I did not listen to any lyrics because I thought they were all dumb. So I, I went back to classical music or uh, native music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I, I just didn't like the words. That's interesting. Yeah, How that's true. Did you, um, make your playlist. I guess it was maybe last summer, last fall. Um, yeah, I, I started opening up again to realizing like there were certain songs if I happened to turn on the radio and I'd think, oh, I used to love that song. Oh, I used to love that band. Oh, I used to love... And then I 
finally started putting some of them together. And uh, <clears throat> like you, there were certain songs that, or or even groups that I just had either been saturated by or could not listen to. Like the minute I would hear it, I would turn it off. Yeah. And yeah. And then, yeah. So I started, and it was mainly up uplifting music. It wasn't anything, you know, it just reminded me when I was little, when uh, anytime a, an, a song would come on, like the old songs, like, you know, that our parents listened to, you know, um, you know, any of the Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, anytime I would hear some, some of those more, more sad songs or more emotional kind of songs, I would be so affected. It, it would upset me as a kid. Like it would make me cry or I would have to leave the room. It was really interesting when I think back. I mean, I had very strong reactions to songs that that I felt were sad in some way. I remember as a teenager with my best friend, we would listen to Rod Stewart, Tonight's the Night, over and over, not knowing mm. about what he was really talking about, but crying our eyes out. Really? Crying. Don't <laughs> 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 you were crying? <laughs> so moved. Mm-hmm. That's so, so funny. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, oh, I remember when I was having, I had my first like real, I guess, spiritual awakening, but it was more when I was a teenager and it was associated with religion uh, in, in some way. But whenever I, you know, when I was in that, I was opening up to the spiritual aspects of life. And for me, Bridge Over Troubled Water was the first song that when I heard it, I felt like, that God was speaking to me. Like it, it, uh-huh. it almost validated my connection. So if I was somewhere and I was having a bad day or something happened and that song came on, I would immediately stop crying because I would feel like, oh, you see, I, I am connected. I, you know, I, somebody, yeah. you know, you know it, isn't that interesting? I just thought of it. I forgot about that. Completely. Yeah, and that triggered mine when the world is waking up from history. It moved me because we're evolving. And that was so exciting to me. Yeah, that's a great one. But remember how happy, I don't know about you. I loved musicals when I was a kid. And I loved it when everybody was gone from the house. Because as soon as the musical, I was singing (laughs) the whole time. But as soon as the musical was over, I would dance on top of all the furniture. Yes. Keep singing all of the songs. It was, yeah. And it was uh, Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. Oh, oh. oh yeah. 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 And the, but they were all so uplifting. And, and, and yet, yet you have yeah. a song when you were depressed that you knew was depressing, but it fit the mood and you wanted to be more depressed without a better way of saying that. But as teenagers, we used to do that too. Oh, yeah. Play the ones that you met, allowed you to wallow and really exactly. wail, wail your heart out. <laughs> and here it is again. <laughs> See, that, 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I guess because I, you know, I used to torment myself with songs that would rip my heart out, you know, play those over and over again. And maybe that's what made me say, okay, I'm taking a break from music altogether. (laughs) Forgetting the aspect that, you know, it can also lift you up. You can just choose songs that are going to put you in a good mood, too you know, raise your energy, your vibration a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So have you found your music tastes have changed through the years? Um, I, don't know, I think I just go in, in, in different waves of different things that I like to listen to more than others. But like you, I did for a while when I wasn't into the, the playlist kind of music, I... I only listened to like the Indian chant kind of thing, you know, like yeah. I would just put on those kind of, or the, or the Native American flute drumming music that I, I love. And I still to this day associate strongly with living in Michigan because that's when I was first exposed to that music. And I used to use it in, in my meditations. I used to play that, the Indian flute meditation music you know and really feel a connection yes so strongly connected to that time in my life right I mean you you probably had that too oh I've continued it yeah yeah definitely and that one's always when I'm sorry what I think we just had a glitch oh you remember when what (laughs) Remember Enya, right? I mean, it wasn't exactly music you could sing along to because half of the time I didn't know what she was saying. (laughs) But that music, I don't know, something about the music would transport me. It would touch something that... Do you remember Enya? Yeah, the Enya music used to... was kind of otherworldly to me. Yes, And it, it used to touch something in me that both scared me and intrigued me. Huh. Like I felt like it was divinely inspired music. And I would, I would like to hear it because it would put me in, in that, I don't know, it would speak to that part of my brain. But at the same time, I would kind of get a little uh, fearful. Not fearful. I don't know. It was just something... Unknown about it, I don't know. Well, that's interesting, but yeah, like you, I I just love that music. Yeah, I think I I I didn't get as much into the Yanni, but yeah, I think that 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 period, especially the eight, uh, the early nineties, the late eighties, early nineties, right? It was you know listening to that music was part of the spiritual path I think being exposed to that I agree I love gaming music now because there aren't any words and it's very fantastical Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it really feeds my brain and it's I I like working to it but I've also used music to work out to you know because there's the music with a lot of beats that kind of keeps yes. you, oh, the eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger. <laughs> and I remember years ago using the music um, 
when I was working with children, there was that music that came out back then, and that was in the 80s. I think they called it hemi-sync music. Yes. They had the binaural beats, and they affected certain parts of the brain. Like there was research that talked about how it stimulated the brain. So I used to use it with, you know, play this music with with babies or in in the room when I was with a kid, just as background music because it just seemed to put them in a different, more receptive state, I guess, or calmer, or I couldn't tell what it was doing, but I was really into that music for a while. There was no words there either, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know the difference. I played that in classical music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so but you working with children probably could see the difference in kids and what it what it uh, did for them. My kids were yeah. just used to it because I started right from the get go because I know music. You know, I did when you were pregnant. Did you play classical music? Sometimes I didn't get so much into it. Oh, I was wrapped up in it. <laughs> it was fun. My boys were 16 months apart. And when I was pregnant with the second one, the first one would sit on top of my stomach and we would, and the one inside would be beating to the rhythm. <laughs> Definitely knew what he was doing. So that was fun. <laughs> so what is on your playlist? I'm so curious. Really? Yes, I really am. <laughs> this is a new thing to me, really. I mean, people have been talking about it for the last couple of years. I know that people had them before, but that was never, I collected a bunch of cassette tapes at one time, but I've never <laughs> really had a playlist. <laughs> I guess I, I have one right now. It's only three songs, but how many do you have on them and what are some of your, your best titles? I have like certain... Um, groups, you know, like there were, I went for a long period where I couldn't listen to the Beatles anymore. I think I was so saturated, but I love John Lennon. I still do. So I have a lot of his songs. Um, I have some, some of the later Beatles stuff on there. I have Genesis. Oh, that's uh, a good one. That, that brings me into a, a specific point in time in my life that, um, that was one of the highlights of my life time. So I like to listen to that because it brings me back there immediately. Um, the Eagles, I have almost all the Eagles on my playlist because- And you have a very fond memory of California, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and recently I added Peter Frampton because- Wow. That Peter Frampton Comes Alive album was one of my favorites and- We'll never be able to hear any of those songs without thinking of my very first boyfriend who turned me on to him and took me to a Peter Frampton concert. Uh, and that was like the best thing ever. And actually, we are still in touch. We reconnected a few years ago. And I recently said to him, I heard Peter Frampton on the radio and I said, I will, I guess for the rest of my life, I'm going to think of you when I hear Peter Frampton. <laughs> like, it's just the way it's going to be, you know? Yeah. And so I have that. I have a lot of Motown because Motown puts me in a damn good mood. And, you know, Marvin Gaye, Al Green, uh, 
And I you know what I also recently added was Barry White. And I didn't realize how much I loved some of oh, those yeah. songs. But man, yes. does that put me in a good mood. And uh, so I added that. And a couple of little songs here and there that I popped in, like the song Relax. Oh, oh okay. Do you know that song? Yeah. The minute I hear the opening, you know, couple of notes, I go insane. <laughs> I go <laughs> like if I'm driving and that song comes on, I'm not responsible for my behavior. Is all I could say. And the <laughs> people passing me by are like, "What the hell is she listening to?" Because I, the whole car, is rocking back and forth. It's in, at, I'm really out of control. Out of control. That song makes me <laughs> lose my mind. So of course I added that to my playlist because. I had no idea that all you have to do is ask Siri to add a song and she puts it in there. I'm like, wow. oh my God, this is kind of scary. And the other song that I added was um, the Black Eyed Peas song, I Got a Feeling. Oh, that's a good that one too. One also pushes me over the edge. Oh my God, if I'm on the highway when that comes on, I better be in the right lane. That's all I could say. <laughs> That's That's so it's those kind of songs that I have I have a couple of Queen and I was never a Queen fan but uh, ever since that you know that movie came out Freddie Mercury's movie uh-huh. uh, I developed a new appreciation and also realized like there were a lot of Queen songs that I always liked that I didn't even know were Queen so uh-huh. I added some of those and um yeah, that's the bulk of that's you know, and I like that it shuffles so that you know you never know what's gonna come on. Um, you have yeah, a very diverse gonna... playlist. I like that, and it's all very up. Yes, music. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know what I'm going to add to it? I'm just thinking of it. I'm going to add Frank Sinatra. Because hearing his voice also puts me in a good mood. I just associate it with happy times. In my childhood, my, just my parents listened to that a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it's so funny how uh, music really reminds us of different times in our life or uh, like a whole period as opposed to just experiences as well yes it's just like different eras you know mm-hmm. like it captures the, the the actual feeling of the era you know if it was extremely stressful tumultuous you know painful then I still can't listen to it if it's associated with that you know yeah um, yeah me and too. then even even like I don't know even songs that are related to certain people that you have unfinished business with or that you just didn't have a good relationship with or never felt right about. And then you hear that song and it's like, oh, geez, there it is again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's banned from any kind of playlist at all. (laughs) Exactly. 
But it's yeah. funny how crazy we get about it too. You know, like as teenagers, we were, of course, we grew up listening to the radio and me as a kid, my mother played um, hippie stuff as it was called back then. So there were songs I didn't like because of things that it reminded me of. Yeah. But the, like the age of Aquarius is oh. one of my trigger songs. Mm-hmm. I lived on the farm with my grandparents and it was country and Lawrence Welk or mm-hmm. Bible music. It, wow. it, you know, certain things triggered it. When I came back to California, it was uh, early seventies and, you know, it was still hippie full and full swing. And I didn't get like, I didn't understand rock and roll because I had been kind of sheltered. So it took me a little bit of time to like it. But what I was uh, amazed about how our friends, we would get into it. We'd claim songs and fight over. No, that's not your song. Yeah, that's my song. It can't be your song. Yeah. But how we all just crazy sing together and dance. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if do kids still do that nowadays, I wonder. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. My uh, grandkids did it last summer. We I have a little program called Mima Camp, and there was a song that it was with a program dance, and they all knew how to do it. Mm. I even remember it because it was so fun. But they absolutely do. They're playing our music. No, I know that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, well, my mother, my mother was a singer, and and when I. When she would sing, and she had like a soprano kind of voice, mm. I used to run out of the room crying. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. I mean, I feel guilty about that. I used to ask her to stop, and people would like other people I've talked to if their mothers sang, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I used to love to hear my mother sing." And I was like, "Not me!" I used to cry, and run out of the room, screaming, <laughs> "Like stop!" I don't know I was- why. I guess because it was just so like melodic and. And sad. A lot of the songs were sad, and so, to, so after she passed, if any of the songs came on anywhere I was that were a song that she used to sing, I would have to leave or turn it off, or I, I couldn't listen to it for years, like decades. Wow. Yeah. Can you listen to it now? Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. No, I know. I can. I can hear it and and, and say like, ah, oh, as opposed to shut that off right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I counted on song to my kids. I sang to them all the time. I used. Mm-hmm. Well, it is the universal language, you know, and it's, uh, it just speaks to you. You know, I, you just made me think of, I don't know if you remember the show that was on, and you could still watch it on Hulu, um, McLeod's Daughters. Oh, yeah. What a great oh. show that was. It took place in Australia. Anyway, there's an opening that every time the show starts and they play the song, which I really loved. I thought the song was great. So I associate this show with when I was 
and recuperating from surgery, hip surgery. And so I went, I did the binge watching of McLeod's Daughters. I don't know how many seasons I watched in like two weeks time. But it was just yeah. insane <laughs> to get through. But so I kept hearing this song over and over again. And it, the song would start, it'll take some time to find your heart and come back home. So the song starts out like that. And then it, it goes on from there. And I would sing along with it. And one of my cats would react to that song like crazy, like from across <laughs> the room in a sound sleep would jump up, run over to me and have to sit next to me while I sang the song. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And I was like, what is it about this song that he loves? Because I would just sing it and he would out of a deep sleep, just get up and run over and like lick my face and listen to, with his head right next to me. Oh, I, I know it was the weirdest. And months later, you know, I was in the living room and I I just started to sing the song out of the blue uh-huh. just to see what he would do. He p- jumps up, like sits up right away, looks at me like, wait, you're singing that song. Again. <laughs> and he ran, again, ran over to me and I thought, this is weird. Something, And maybe because it was associated to a time where I was you know, incapacitated and maybe, you know, and animals pick up on that energy, like something's not right. Why is she walking with a walker? What happened to her? <laughs> yeah. And now I'm hearing yeah. this song every day. <laughs> what is going on? It, it's interesting. It probably made an imprint into his brain as well. Yeah. It's the same thing with my animals. They react to different kinds of music as well. But uh, really? I can't come over and lick my face. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have to find one. <laughs> but I know it was because it was associated with this intense time where I was, you know, like basically with my leg up, you know. <laughs> Do so. you think that was because he was getting more time with you? And when you were singing, you sounded like you were in a better place? Maybe. We're going to psychoanalyze the cat, or I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly was going on in his mind at the time? Was, was he feeling vulnerable because I couldn't walk? Or was he... <laughs> He's so in tune with me that he was, he was joining me in that song and that, that feeling. He's a weirdo anyway. We can't go by him. What cat isn't? <laughs> that could be next week's discussion. Oh my god, weird, just really weird. Bizarre in their own ways. But but it is true. I mean, I've heard from other other people and other things where, where animals react to music and certain oh yeah, ways, right certain yeah, types yeah. of music. I yeah, put probably. it on to to calm down. You know, if they're real excited, yeah, my dog hyper so i'll put on the indian music the native american indian music the flutes and, and it calms them yes wow yep. did you ever put headphones on them that will never happen <laughs> <laughs> but it is with my kids and my animals but i can't ever dress them up cute none of them would have it none of them 
I had two boys and a girl and, and, and I tried to put headbands on her and she was always trying to rip it off. I tried with my animals to do cute things. And yeah, Danya's the same way. Will not wear anything on her head. It's hard to get the leash on her. Oh yeah. Well, there goes that idea. But you know, exactly. I mean, look, the, even with, with people with Alzheimer's, you know, they've done all that research. There was a movie that came out about, <clears throat> you know, how people who, don't respond to anything, who look completely shut down or um, unable to engage, really. Uh-huh. When, when you play their favorite music or you put the headphones on them, especially, instantly their face changes and their eyes, you know, brighten and they, they recognize, you could see that they recognize the song. And it affects them even physically. Sometimes they'll even start to sway or move to the music. It's miraculous. Well, you know, I don't know what happens to me when I'm in a large crowd and we start the national anthem. Even in high school, when we did the fight song, I always ended up crying. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because the group is together and we're doing one singular thing that it's just amazing to me. It's so overwhelming. And it's, it's, it's tears of joy is the only way I can express it some kind of gratitude it seems rational to me when i'm doing it too like i can't even i sing i'm so choked up do you experience that yes different oh, in, in different settings like that too yes where if it's a group thing or even watching i remember even watching you know when you watch your kids performing and they're in the chorus and, you know, you're, oh, you're sitting yeah. there, sitting there, just think, you know, smiling. And then they sing a song and it's a specific song. And you're just like a freaking puddle. You can't function. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. happens so many times. And I remember specifically. And uh, I think it was watching, a, um, you know, a choral, you know, the school chorus performance. And the kids, for some reason, they, they chose... They did the song Man in the Mirror. And it oh. was right right around when Michael Jackson died. And it was just ter terribly painful to listen to. Yeah. It's, but it's such a beautiful song, you know? And it's, I have that on my playlist too. I have Michael Jackson. I forgot about that. Yeah. Again, more diversity. I like it. Yeah, and even Michael Jackson, like that took me a while to be able to listen to his music again because it was too much of a, uh, too many memories associated and sadness about what happened to him, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, look, we could use music to uplift or to wallow if we need to cry and you need to let something out and you put the right music on to, it's a good release to help you just uh, express it right exactly we can use it for exercise and to dance and to express ourselves physically release that way as well it's music is just like you said it's a universal language but I think it's a universal tool as well it works on all, all parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. so maybe put your playlist together and see what yeah. that means what is it 
you know, are they all associated with happy times and memories that made of times that made you feel good, or are they they just affect your body and put and get you moving? You know, it depends. Ooh, a playlist vision. I like it. Oh, I didn't think of that. That sounds interesting. That popped when you were talking. That makes a lot of sense. It's- oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I would. I would like to. Yeah, because maybe that's an additional way to put out there the thoughts and feelings of what you want to experience. Yes. I yeah. Like that. A playlist vision board <gasps> to be continued. We have to go. That would be interesting to hear what people think about that. It would be. It would be. So please write us. And on that, I think we need to close our show for this week, Lori. Have a fabulous day, everyone. Ta-ta.